Hi, and welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives Podcast with Graham Cook. I'm your host, Michael Becchio. This episode is part two of two in our sixth installment of the Q&A with Graham series. In this clip, Graham continues addressing a question from brilliant family member Patrick. In his answer, Graham describes discovering a newfound depth and grace in God in the midst of personal illness and hardship. He will continue to elaborate on how the Holy Spirit is a spirit of disclosure, making known unto us heaven's very thoughts and heart for us and our situation, and how the Father, being our keeper, roots us in his provisional promises so we can be purposefully enveloped in his redemptive and strengthening hope. Enjoy. Here's my thing is, I am not a sick person trying to get well. I'm a whole person fighting off sickness. That's how I feel about myself. So this for me, it's about being safe and secure in him regardless of circumstances. It's about protection, it's about presence, it's about promise. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So this last decade is about, for me is about being walking with God in the valley. Learning that my weakness and his strength are one and the same thing because I'm yoked to him. Living in his majesty and learning to be still. So I love my crafted prayer for healing, but I also like the fact that, you know, often I joke, Lord, if you haven't healed me by 10 o'clock, then you have to be my keeper. And I feel his smile with that. I think, you know, he likes being with me regardless of circumstances. And that's what I enjoy. He's chosen to be my keeper. And I think he's done that because that is better for me right now with all the things that I'm learning. There's so many areas in my life that have come up several levels because I'm walking in this unique place with God. Now, could he have done all of that without all the pain? Yeah, sure, absolutely. But it didn't happen that way. It happened this way. And this is my truth. I am profoundly grateful for his presence. Profoundly grateful. And I know that he who began a good work in me will perfect it. I know that. I trust him. And so I practice um, a, uh, a delight that has become a brilliant discipline for me. And it's in Lamentations 3, 21, 26. Let me read this to you. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. For it is good that he waits silently for the salvation of the Lord. I like this. And I've been meditating on this for quite a while. And it's led me into a lifestyle change that has been so astonishingly powerful. New every morning. That's what I'm practicing. I live one day at a time and only one day at a time. I don't put today's situation into tomorrow. 
Today's situation is just for today. And whatever happened yesterday, you know, today is going to be different. So I never, I never accumulate negatives. I never attach a negative to a personal pronoun. I don't say things like, well, this is my fear. You know, this is my stress. You know, this is my problem. Uh, I never attach a negative to a personal pronoun because it's not mine. It's like if I went to a dinner party with some people and I'm, that I didn't know and I'm introducing myself. I don't say, well, my, my name is Graham Cook and this is my problem. My name's Graham and this is my fear. I don't introduce my fear to people. I don't have it anyway. You, know, you, know, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't go and meet someone and just say, well, you know, this is my fear, this is my problem, this is my worry. It doesn't happen like that, you know? They're not yours anyway. Don't attach yourself to them. Don't let them attach to you. They are not yours. They don't belong to you. They belong to Jesus because he paid a price for them. So if anybody owns that negative stuff, it's him. He owns it. He paid a price for it. He bought it. He owns it. And he did that so he could take it away from you. Take it away from you in terms of your thinking, in terms of your vision, in terms of your language, in terms of your heart, in terms of your life. Take it away. I'm not living with type 2 diabetes. I'm living with the promise of who God is for me. And I'm 10 years into this gig. I know what I'm doing. I don't have, in one sense, I don't have type 2 diabetes anymore. Jesus has it. He paid a price for it. So now he's in me giving me his health. Why should I worry? This is serious stuff. And, you know, we have to be seriously focused here on what the word actually says. He's my healer. He's my keeper. So Jesus living in me, I always say to him, if you're living in me, I'm giving my diabetes to you. <laughs> so, but your strength and your power is mine. And you walking with me makes all the difference in my world. So you're my keeper and you're my healer, and you're my Lord, and you're my sovereign. And I have you. What else do I need? I have you. That's a mindset. It's a focus. It's a heart thing. It's like you saying, this is who I am, regardless of circumstances. And if I have a bad pain day, I am going to make the enemy pay for it. I'm going, to make, I'm going to rejoice until his ears bleed because I can do that. <laughs> make the enemy pay. And I just, I just talk out my crafted prayer. This is what I'm believing. And then talk out, Lord, you are my keeper. This is what I'm believing. So what I do is I pick a truth and be true to it. So the Holy Spirit is my spirit of disclosure. And he is brilliant at this stuff. But never accumulate negatives. You know, when I, when I wake up in the morning, I want to wake up fresh. So the night before, before I go to bed, I walk around and I say, and I give the Lord everything that happened that day. 
and especially things that were difficult. I give all of that. I say, Lord, take all the thoughts of that out of my head. So that I want to go to, to sleep and then I want to wake up with a new mindset. I, I'm not taking this into tomorrow. So I'm giving it to you right now. Then I wake up in the morning. And what's funny for me is, it, I mean, I love the way the spirit works. You know, when you're asleep, you're dead to everything. <laughs> It's like we have this mini death every night. You're dead to everything. But here's the thing is, you're not conscious of anything when you're sleeping. Um, but the Holy Spirit in you never stops talking. And He's working. And so typically, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing that happens is, what the Holy Spirit has deposited in me that night actually comes up into my conscious mind. So the first thing I hear in the morning is the voice of the Lord. This thought comes in. And sometimes, if it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, and I wake up to get a drink of water, and I hear this thought come up, I'm thinking, oh my Lord, that thought is so amazing. I am so washing my face and writing it down. And so I'll spend like 20 minutes talking to the Holy Spirit about that. Then I just say, can you put me back to sleep, please? Then I go back to bed, and then the next thing I wake up at my regular time. But I love that. What that means is when you know how to rest, things are always coming up from the inside into your conscious mind. But you have to, you have to practice your peace. You have to know how to rest. Jesus said, my rest I give you, my peace I give you. Be still and know that I am God. Rest is really important. You know, not worrying, um, not striving, not struggling. Being at rest, being at peace. I practice my peace every single day. So, but Lamentations 3 takes that all to a whole different level. New every morning. So you, the last evening, you give everything to the Lord and then you ask him for a good night's sleep. And then when you wake up in the morning, you wake up fresh. <clears throat> so you can either be in the flesh or in the fresh of who God is. Think about that. Wake up in the morning. If you are accumulating negativity, when you wake up, your whole body is in pain. Your head is in pain. You're like, oh, God. And, and, and all you, you start the day out with pain. Why would you want to do that when you've got this incredibly astonishing promise? You can only live one day at a time. So I intend to live this day to the full. I intend to rejoice. I intend to be happy. I do not allow negative thoughts. Why should I? When peaceful ones are so much better. Every day is about God's loving kindness and compassion. And they never cease and they never fail. That's why I'm never out of sorts with God, because His kindness and compassion doesn't cease. It's there every day. So you don't even need to carry that on. You don't even need to accumulate that from day to day, because you have it fresh every single day. Now that is a lifestyle. That's what being in God really means. You practice the same life that Father, Son, and Holy Spirit practice together. That's the life. That's what it means to be walking with the Lord, to be one with
him. So I'm learning constantly about his faithfulness to me. I'm learning about who he wants to be for me as we travel, as we walk through this valley. So I start fresh. I go through the day in trust, with joy and peace in believing. And at the end of the day, I give everything to God and I ask for sleep. And so for me, the next day is the first day of my situation. So I have been in this place of being diabetic with a low immune system. I've been in it for over 11 years. And so I have had more than 4,000 first days. (laughs) That's a way to make the enemy just livid. Why? Because he likes to accumulate negativity because then he stays on top of you and you're not a problem to him. But me practicing new every day for over 4,000 days is just, it takes all his strength away because he's looking at me and he's thinking he is accumulating strength, joy, peace. And the more I accumulate that, the less he can do. So I'm in a place where I may be walking in the valley in terms of physical pain, but in my spirit, I'm on top of Everest. I can see everything. I'm not down, I'm not out. I'm up and I am above this situation. So I wake up fresh and I'm living today fresh. And here's the thing, you know, here we are in 2020, and I'm thinking about what I'm doing, going to be doing in 2025 to 2030. I know what we got going for the next five years. I'm super excited. But with a long life, so I'm making plans now for 10 years out, five to 10 years out. And I've got a whole list of books that I want to write, and I'm just going to be knocking them off one by one. And when it's time for me to go, I think I'll just go. (laughs) I think, I don't even want God to tell me when it is. I just want to feel his arm around my shoulder. And then I just want to walk through a door with him and find myself in a different place. So that's it. So Patrick, I have every sympathy for where you are. But the truth that sets you free is you need to let the Lord, your, all your focus, I know what it's like, all your focus is on healing, nothing else. And there comes a point when if things are not working, it's not that God has forsaken you. It's just that you're not tuned in to what his heart really is. I'm not saying that as a criticism, my friend. But we have to tune in to who God really is. And my question to God at the start was, what is it you want to be for me now that you couldn't be at any other time? And I know you, Lord. You don't cause sickness, but you will take advantage of it. So ask the Lord, what advantage do you want to bring into my life through this? Um, And... There is no substitute for any of us, regardless of our circumstances, coming to the Lord and saying, I trust your majesty and your sovereignty. 
I know you have the power. You know, in, in Genesis, with the situation with uh, Abraham and Sarah about wanting a child, he promised them a child. Then they got to the stage where they were like beyond, you know, childbearing. And um, so neither of their bodies were functioning in the way that would have been normal to have had a child. <laughs> but the Lord says, is anything too hard for me? And the actual translation, I think, from the Aramaic is, is there any situation where I cannot be marvelous? And it's like, for me, is no, there isn't. You are sovereign. You are the Lord. You are the great God. You can do everything and anything that your heart desires. And so here I am, walking with God. And in the world's language, I could have been dead years ago. But I'm not. I'm here, and I'm happy. And it's because, you know, when God gives you a promise, He gives you Himself. A promise is His word of honor to you. And so when God gave me a promise, I took it that this is your word of honor to me, so therefore I am honored to have this promise. That may not, I apologize if that's not the full answer that you wanted, but there's an answer in there for you. And if you ask him, he will give you the grace to see it. What if... He's bringing you into an extraordinary place with Him that will make you a different person, a man of a different spirit. I feel that's what's happening to me. I'm a man of a different, a different spirit. I don't think about things the way I used to think about them. I think about them differently because of John 16, 13 to 15. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of disclosure he never stops talking. So Patrick, I, I hope that helps. And to everyone listening, thank you so much for listening. And I hope there's something in there that's really struck a chord with you. That God is faithful and just. That his blessings are new every morning. His loving kindness will not cease. His compassions never fail because they're always new. And his faithfulness is so incredibly great. And I would love you to have those type of experiences with him that will lift you mentally, physically, spiritually into a whole different dynamic of who you are in God and of who he is in you. Thank you so much for listening to me. I really appreciate it. Graham has offered a grounding and heartfelt perspective from his own experience of walking with the Lord through chronic suffering. Maybe for some of you, it's not chronic pain or a particular illness you deal with, but another chronic difficulty, something unresolved and persistent. A situation, relationship, or thing that won't seem to change is deeply challenging and may feel overwhelming or beleaguering. Beloved, if that's you, remember we have a Father who sees us, understands us, and gets where we are. He's not removed from your pain or difficulty, nor from your emotions about it, but rather he's intimate with you in all circumstances, 
He is your keeper. He is near you. He is Emmanuel, God with us. The author of Hebrews testifies that in Jesus we have a high priest who sympathizes with all of our weaknesses. He understands what it's like to face what we're facing, and he wants to be something for us. David writes of him in Psalm 46 that he is our refuge and strength, mighty and impenetrable, a very present and well-proved help in trouble. That's how the Amplified Version puts it, and I love it. Because our God is so aware of our places of weakness and need and cares immensely for us, we realize that in all things, at all times, we can approach his throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace for help in the time of our need. When faced with seemingly insurmountable situations, one of the best things we can do is bring to God the question, who do you want to be for me in this, Papa? As Graham said in this clip, there's no situation in which God cannot be marvelous towards us. He loves to connect with you in your place of need and show you yet again how magnificent and wonderful He is towards you. He loves to show off in this way. Beloved, if the situation you're focused on is not changing, consider changing your focus and putting it onto Him. He is faithful, He is wonderfully worthy of your trust, and you can confidently look to Him in His unwavering, unchanging love. In this way, you can refuse to let a difficulty continue to drain resources from you and receive from His wondrous nature and His persistent faithfulness instead. Brilliant family, thank you so much for joining today and listening. I hope you received helpful insight and encouragement in the Lord. Press on in Jesus and in His remarkable love. We'll catch you next time.